everyone. Thanks for tuning in. This is episode number 62. I want to thank you for taking the time to stop in, check out this episode. I pray that it speaks to you, that it maybe opens your mind to new discovery, um, seeing what scripture speaks, and allowing the Holy Spirit to minister to you very uniquely in, in your place where you find yourself both spiritually and physically. So just uh, thanks for stopping in. Uh, Before I jump in to today's topic, um, I did take a little bit of extra time between this episode. Uh, Nothing in particular was really pressing on me to to share. I do this very organically um, as in most of them come through just my own personal study and as God begins to show things to me and and I experience that and, and get excited about certain things that I want to want to pass out and share those those I guess little secrets if you will uh, but today today's topic um, is involving the cross and it's probably going to be a short episode um, as I don't have an extensive amount to say unless Things just develop as we go through this. Um, before, though, I begin sharing, I do want to introduce uh, just a thing. Uh, my book has finally made it to Amazon. Uh, it's titled Spiritual Identity. Um, it, when you type in this, the name of that book, Spiritual Identity, and you can type in my name, Danny Pate, and you should find it there. I'll also put a link for it in the uh, show description notes, but uh, spiritual identity. I think it's a very important topic, and actually, coincidentally, um, it was my very first sermon that I preached out of my house, where I had mostly family and some friends that were attending. Um, it was such a long sermon message that um, my brothers had suggested that I should turn it into a book, and as I thought that was a neat idea, I just kind of put it in the back burner of my mind. And as I felt that that was starting to kind of churn in me again, uh, I began to run with that. So this book is an adaption from the sermon that I gave, Spiritual Identity. Um, I think it's a very important topic that many people either don't give much thought to or Perhaps it just goes so, they hear it so frequently that it just kind of becomes this white noise in the back of our, you know, spiritual mind, so to speak. Um, But our understanding our spiritual identity is critical because it, it permits us or enables us to be rightly ordered in our day to day life. If, if we find that our identity is placed in anything other than Christ as sons and daughters of God, if we have our identity rooted in something else, we find ourselves in so much dysfunction on a day-to-day basis. It affects every arena, our relationships, our friendships, our marriages, our children, our work. Like 
the impact and implications of our spiritual identity is critical. So I think that this book is, um, it's a, it's been a blessing to me as I, as God showed me things when I preached it, putting it together in kind of a tangible, processable book format. It's a blessing. Uh, I, I'm confident that um, it will be a blessing to you. I believe that there will be some spiritual things that will jump off the page at you. Um, and, uh, so I welcome you to explore that, uh, if you, uh, if you desire and yeah, we'll go from there. So today's topic is the cross. And as I begin to, as I begin to, to meditate on the cross and uh, many of us are familiar with some of the passages that deal with the cross, some that I had to, I kind of investigated a little more. Passages like uh, Luke nine twenty three, if anyone would come after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross daily, and follow me. And more on that passage in just a bit. Uh, Matthew ten thirty eight. Whoever does not take his cross and follow me is not worthy of me. Jesus says. Um, Romans six six. Paul writes of our old self was crucified with him, Christ. Galatians two twenty. I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. The verse goes on, but it it really is capturing kind of an essence that. As I began to think about the cross, a thought came to me, and I really believe that the Holy Spirit was leading me down this progressive thought. and And as it still develops, I'm I'm no I'm not in a place to where I can necessarily say that like I've arrived at the destination of where this thought is going. By no means, um, I've ran it by some some closer friends of mine. And, and I just want to give it to you mostly to kind of chew on, to, to think about, um, see where the Holy Spirit leads you in understanding and unpacking some of what it, what it could mean. And, and this is what I believe that he said, don't confuse his cross and my cross. And that is from my perspective. So that would be to say, don't confuse his cross, Jesus's cross and your cross my personal cross. His cross, being Christ's, deals with my sin or your sin. My cross deals with myself. So, so as I begin to to kind of chew on that and what does that necessarily mean, I think many of us probably can come to the place where we... we there is a majesty and a, a mystery within the cross itself. Now, a lot of us can kind of spit out those Sunday school answers of knowing what the cross accomplished. I think there is far more grand a reality that the cross of Jesus accomplished. There's, there's understanding to lay hold of, to, to grasp that we have yet to discover, I truly believe. We know that Jesus 
died upon the cross. He shed his blood. And through that shedding of blood, there became available the forgiveness of sins. Now, when I say that the Christ, Christ's cross, that's kind of tricky to say, um, the cross of Christ, it accomplished, it dealt with my personal sin. It dealt with your personal sin. And, but there is another cross that's involved. And, and I don't want to necessarily delineate them to separate them too much because it's not as easy as cross one and cross two. There is an interweaving of these crosses because I don't feel as though I can, without any hesitation or without any, any question, say, oh, absolutely, it's cross one, cross two. But there is the Christ, the Christ cross, and then there's a cross that I think that we, we are seeing in some of this language of Luke and in Matthew, talking about if we desire to follow after Jesus, we must deny ourselves and take up our cross daily and follow after him. So, when we think about what does the cross accomplish that Jesus was on? What does, his, what does his work upon the cross accomplish? And what does the cross accomplish in terms of Luke 9.23 and Matthew 10.38? Well, I think there is there is some distinction between them, although I absolutely too see this, this oneness of his cross being our cross. And we see that in Romans 6, 6, you know, Paul saying our old self was crucified with him. So there's not, there's not this very uh, distinctly unique aspect it's kind of, it's very Trinitarian in a way. You know, the Father, the Son, the Spirit being distinct, being one. In the these two crosses that I'm portraying, attempting to in, in my most feeble way, there is a distinctness but a oneness in these two crosses that I am exploring. And Jesus' cross one of the many things that it accomplished was dealing with sin. Um, and uh, I can't remember the verse offhand, but um, I believe one of Paul's writings talks about um, our sin being nailed to the cross. But then as we think about each of our own personal crosses, and again, the passage in Luke and Matthew when Jesus talking about taking up a cross daily, we, we often think of this as kind of a carrying your cross, um, as though it's saying this burden that we must bear. This in Paul, I think it's in First Corinthians, perhaps I think writes about you know he dies daily. Now there's some there's some context to be to to see within the 
within that particular scripture, it's it's not necessarily just something that we can kind of pull out and say it applies in, in all situations. But many of us would probably cling to this idea of, you know, carrying this cross daily, dying daily to what? To ourself. I think it's important to realize that, well, in the, I mean, in the commandment itself, Jesus says, if you want to come after me, if you want to follow after me, be his disciple, be a follower of Jesus, you have to, what's the first command? Deny yourself. So this cross that, that we, that are, that's part of our, if you will, almost daily regimen, there's this crucifying of ourself now, I also see in Romans 6, 6, when Paul talks about our old self was crucified with him. So there's this already accomplished aspect. But then there's, I mean, every one of us can recognize there is a component of the flesh, a component of the self that we struggle with every day. Even though that our sin our flesh, our old self, as Paul talks about, has been dealt with at the cross. You know, being this old, this old self was put off and we are new creatures in Christ. That is a absolute reality. But running parallel to that, simultaneous to that, there is this reality of, I have to deal with my flesh every day. And if I don't guard it, if I don't guard my heart, then I'm letting my flesh call the shots. And so there's this completed finished work. And at the same time, running parallel, there's this unfinished work. And so um, interestingly, I believe that there's two crosses at, at play here. There's the cross in which Jesus accomplished this uh, defeat and dealing with my sin. And then there's a, there's a cross that I must um, address. Perhaps that's probably a terrible word, but there's a cross that I have to, uh, to, to address this self life. And you may say, well, what do you mean by the self life? I mean, it's a life that is attempting you know, you're in my life. It's it's being attempted to be led by ourself. Anytime that we navigate our lives, navigate the situations that we find ourselves in on a regular daily basis, we have to make decisions about do we let the things of our flesh, ourself, do we let them call the shots in our life or do we answer to the leading of the Holy Spirit, the, you know, the Christ in us? Do we follow after the Spirit? Do we keep in step with the Spirit? Or do we allow our lives to be led by our self? So this is what I kind of speak of when I'm saying the self-life. Every day, we have to, in a sense, crucify ourself. Every day, in a sense, our, our self, we die daily to the desires of the flesh. We have to combat those, um, those er, like longings or urgings. So 
I suggest to you, I propose to you, that there to not confuse his cross and my cross. You may say, well, why is that important? Why is it necessary to delineate between these two things? Well, I think it's important because, and, and this is where it kind of starts to get a little sticky and confusing. So I would urge you, you know, chew on this a bit and um, give it some thought, see what you, th- what you think about it. But this is why I think it's important that if we don't realize that there are two crosses that, that must be at work, there is the cross that only Christ could accomplish because no man can, um, can offer forgiveness of sins um, for, for sin. So there is a, a work that only Christ can accomplish and not, not predominant over the work of Christ. But there is a parallel work that must occur in each of our lives, and that is an additional cross in which our self-life has to be put upon. So we can't be led by the flesh. If we think that um, just his cross is ours, then then we we run the risk of stumbling over being led by the self-life. I realize that that is confusing and it is, uh, it's challenging for me as I process this, even in the moment. By no means, and, and hear me clearly, because this is important to clarify, I'm not suggesting or proposing that anything be added to the work of Christ as it pertains to redemption. It's not, it's not the Christ cross plus my cross. We don't think of these as equal. Um, think of them as linear, maybe is a better word. The only way that we can enter into life is through Christ. It is through his cross that we receive life, redemption, uh, for the forgiveness of sins through his Christ, period. No plus sign, no anything else. So as it pertains to redemption, being um, brought in to life, it is only by that way and through Jesus. Linearly, as we progress in our walk of, of the way, you could say, there is a continual daily denial of self that must come into play. If we refuse to, to crucify the flesh or the self-life, we, we run the risk of just thinking, I've made it into life, 
and and now there's nothing else that I must do by way or in this way. So when I suggest that we must consider also our cross, I say that to encourage us and maybe to remind us that we not stumble into this self-led life. So that's when we think that um, just his cross exists for our way, the way of Christ. There's another danger, and if we don't realize that we have a cross that we must nail this self-life to, and we just believe that, um, that his cross is ours, it's a very easy, so when I say his cross is ours, it is ours, but what I'm saying is we, we, when we see these two crosses, but we kind of blend them together and we think his cross and our cross are this, are the same thing, the same occurrence. What we do is we risk stumbling into this works and legalism aspect. We, we risk this blending of what we bring to the table in terms of, of walking in, in the step, keeping, um, we risk running this race of works and legalism. We've, what we've done is we've blended the thing that Christ accomplished and we're incorporating our, our walk into that. And so I try to say all that to say it's important to distinguish there's two crosses that are occurring. And again, this is not to detract from or add to the finished work of Christ. But there is a way in which we are to walk. And Jesus said, denying ourself. So when we can appropriately behold those two realities and realize it is by the cross of Jesus that we are able to be incorporated into the family of God. And then there is a secondary cross in which we must nail the self-life or the life led by the self. We must nail that to the cross so that we can then walk in the way of Christ. And one final thing that I want to leave with you just to kind of think about, maybe study out a little. And this is something that I've just kind of begun to look into, but I think it's kind of interesting, is in this passage with Luke 9.23, if anyone would come after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross daily, and follow me. I've considered that verse before, and I've pondered on what it means to take up his cross. If you look at the original Greek word, um, 
it, there's quite a lot of meaning packed into take up. And again, traditionally, we often think of it as this, you know, carry your cross. But there's some quite unique perspectives inside of that verse. And if indeed what Jesus is suggesting lines up with some of what that word means, I think I think the word um, A-R-I-O, if I'm remembering correctly in the Greek. Uh, so just look it up. But there's some some unique perspectives of that word and what it means that could completely transform how we see that verse and transform how we understand what Jesus is saying here. So I would encourage you to to look look at that a little, uh, chew on that. Maybe that'll be something that we discuss in a later episode. So I hope that I didn't just completely butcher that is, I think, a very, uh, can be a very convoluted uh, topic, um, hard to maybe keep track of what are we talking about here and what are you suggesting. So I hope that I didn't butcher it and uh, by no means do I want you to leave here this episode thinking that um, we can add to what Jesus did upon the cross, do not, uh, do not walk away thinking I am suggesting that explicitly. I am not adding to what Christ did. Um, perhaps we could topic what I am suggesting under this process of sanctification, you might could say. So I hope it's a blessing, and uh, thanks again for tuning in. Uh, just finally, as well, check out uh, the recent book, Spiritual Identity. You can find it uh, on Amazon. And again, I'll put a link to that in the description so you can find that easily. But thanks for tuning in. And until next time, God bless. If it means that I'm close to you, I would trade a million lifetimes for a moment here.